What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Occult 45 Podcast. I'm your host, Evan D., coming at you live and direct from Florida. This is episode number 11 already. Uh, my guest tonight, Stacy Brown Jr. Uh, you might know him as Bigfoot Stacy, uh, creator of the Skunk Ape Lives documentary and uh, the Skunk Ape Experiments, uh, working with Outcast Paranormal, a musician as well, just like me. And we share a mutual friend, uh, Connor Flynn of Bigfoot Anonymous, man. And we actually met at the Great Florida uh, Bigfoot Conference uh, like a month ago. So uh, what's up, Stacy? What's going on, brother? Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man, this is going to be an interesting one here. Well, I'm excited, man. Let's get into it. There's nothing I like more than talking <laughs> like, yeah. honestly <laughs> yeah right on uh well you definitely are good at it uh you had some great stuff to say at the conference uh it was really amazing uh all the speakers were awesome but you definitely had some compelling stuff to share with us uh so why don't you why don't we start off with uh telling me tell me and the listeners a little bit about you uh what you do and uh where you're coming from Right on. Well, I'm Stacy Brown Jr., uh, 38. I'm Crawfordville, Florida. Um, and I guess I'm just a doer of things. You know what I mean? Because uh, I really, the way I live my life, I do everything that I want to and I make sure that I have time to do it. Right. Because we only get one pass in this reality. Right. And so uh, I want to do all those things that I enjoy doing because, you know, money comes and goes. It's the most common thing on the planet. And uh, when you can realize that you, when you can free yourself from becoming a slave to it, right? Because you have a lot of people like punching a clock. Uh, and hey, you know, some people like the security in that, right? But that's also the same thing that I hate. Anytime I get in like a cell safe mode i get into like a self-destruction like okay everything's going good i gotta i gotta burn it down <laughs> you know i uh that's just kind of the way you know i do things so i i end up i'm a musician uh filmmaker um you know ghost investigator uh skunk ape researcher um you know i love the fish i did that for a job for a number of years uh and, you know, I actually find joy in Ubering because I get to talk to random people all the time. And so it's like getting to live like taxi cab confessionals. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost like everybody, like today I had a guy I was taking him to the mag lab. He was a scientist from Brazil. What? Uh, yeah. We were talking about, he said, if you had a big enough magnet, you could levitate somebody. But the big enough magnet doesn't exist. He said right now they're just doing it with frogs. Or maybe you could levitate, levitate giant blocks and make pyramids, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's what I was, immediately popped into my head was that coral castle down there in South Florida. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, but there's this castle this guy built out of like coral rock. They have no idea how he did it. He would work at night always by himself and dude if you see this thing these these blocks are huge i mean it's like he had said he had some kind of technology you know that was gifted to him or something like that but he never 
you know, said what it was. Uh, but you, you never know. Maybe he was on to something. Yeah, I forget I forget that dude's name, and I do want to check Coral Castle out. I'm in Tampa, so it's a little bit of a drive, but I definitely have to make it there. And yeah, that dude claimed to he claimed to have the secrets that the Egyptians uh, had with the pyramids. Right, you know, so I guess it came to him in a dream or something, or he was visited or something like that. I can't really, I'm probably fucking the story up, but, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and often he was seen with this strange black box while he was building this thing. And did did that box have have the tech in it? I mean, maybe, you know. Maybe it's just it's it's awesome to ponder. But then when I hear the scientists today mention that that you can levitate things with magnetics, I was like, wow, you know, because I, I just maybe that's basic science and everybody knows that. But to me, it blew my mind. I was like, damn, you know, how cool would that be? Because um, immediately I went into asking him about the paranormal and how I could use magnetics in that to possibly do something you know and then he talked to me about some law i wrote it down but he's like if you beat a ball up against a wall enough eventually it will go through right uh but the way he was making it sound he said it wouldn't leave a hole it was like a quantum physics type thing right the probability of it eventually just going through the wall is there you know so he he was he had this accent he was saying all this stuff and it was just it was really it's really cool. So, uh, that's that's basically it about me, man. I, I just go and I ponder and do these things that I love to do, and try to enjoy life, man. Because, like I said before, you only get one time this reality. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's uh, that's very true. Um, yeah, man. The you know the skunk ape lives. That documentary. Uh, I watched that on YouTube quite a while ago, so it's pretty surreal doing this inter- and meeting you and stuff, because I watched that like a while ago, at least five, six years ago, you know, and right. I was very compelled with the evidence. I've I've been into Sasquatch and cryptids and weird shit my whole life, so it, it this interview's awesome, and thanks for coming on, man. Um, so, November 6th of 2011... Um, you had an encounter that changed your life. Uh, you want to take us back to that day and how that went down? Uh, yeah, sure. So basically I had saw an episode of finding Bigfoot. Uh, it was the second episode. It was their Florida. They were up here in the panhandle and in the Everglades. The lady in the panhandle here had a handprint on the inside of her door. Uh, and so I looked her up called her talked to her you know and she said hey y'all come back in november because this was like i want to say this was may or june because i was like playing uh acoustic shows down at the local uh restaurant that's on the river down here uh on the weekends and i called her in between sets and she was real worried about the snakes you know what i mean she's like y'all come back in november when the snakes have died down thinking i guess she just was thinking that everybody should worry about these snakes but like i'm used to it i've been used to it right i've been here my whole life i've been in the woods my whole life but i didn't argue with her so me and my dad were gonna go but then he got sick and i couldn't go so 
my bass player went with me and immediately when we come in down the driveway and you have to wonder if it's like power of suggestion, like you're psyching yourself out or something like that. Right. But as we're coming down the driveway, we see something black step into the woods like immediately. Right. And uh, it was like, Holy cow. And so we stop and we get out and we listen and you can hear something going down this ravine down there. And we're like, ah, it has to be a hog or a bear or something. So we, we left, went on up the house, met her. She drove us around, told us all the stories, you know, Hey, they got growled at here. This person seen one here. Uh, the, the carpenters, when they were building the house, seen one right here. And then they took us to this place that we called the stabbing cabin. Uh, they called it the hermit shack and they let us out and told us that we should camp there. It's the best place to camp. Uh, we could drive our car up there to it as well. And then they said, Oh, by the way, you are the first people to ever camp out here. So have fun with that. We don't know how they're going to react. If y'all need anything, here's both of our cell phones, the house number, call us and we'll come down here and help you uh and they were real concerned you know do y'all have weapons you have a gun you should have a gun uh and then they roll out and it's like what in the hell are we doing (laughs) you know uh but none of us had a belief in bigfoot we had that man this is cool let's let's go bigfoot in an actual bigfoot place and see if we could see one because that that would just be amazing um and then so we cooked, we walked the trails, and um, we ended up setting down on one part of the property. The property worked, the way it worked, you had to walk back up this long road, and then there was their driveway. And then maybe 10 yards, 15 yards, there was a trail that went around the property, and then they had a trail that come up behind the, the love shack and then a trail that went up beside their house and then one that went out by their garden but this one we were on was it kind of circled the whole property right so we walked down it to this bridge that led up this hill to another uh trail that was a big circle so we walked around on that circle and there was some uh structures she had shown us earlier in the day and um so we we sat down by them structures and at the time i had a fleer uh it was one of these ones that you look at like wires you know an industrial flare camera like an i5 or something and you pulled the trigger on it when you wanted to take a picture so we're sitting there we're listening not really knowing what the hell to do you know because we're just hanging out for the most part and it was November, so the hickory nuts were falling, right? So it was nothing to hear them falling. But then we noticed, like, hey, that one just, like, skipped up past me. And we're on an incline, right? So shit ain't going to fall and then bounce uphill. So I don't know. Maybe it would. But at the time, it didn't seem like it, right? And I was like, um... And then it happened again, and it happened like four times, right? So uh, it's apparent at this point that something's chunking these things up here at us. Well, from seeing that spot in the day, there was no more trees down to the bottom of the thing, really. 
you know what I mean, to the ravine. And then on the upside, there really wasn't a whole lot of trees. There was one patch. There was a few trees here and there, but it wasn't like nothing you could hide behind. So I stick this camera up, and I'm shining it. And there's just this heat signature. Now, the camera's so bad, uh, it, you can't tell no detail, right? It's not bad, but this is not what it's made for. You know what I'm saying? It works really well for what it's designed to do, but just not in this you know, aspect. So we see this heat signature, this blob, out sticking out from behind a tree that is only like three, four inches in diameter. Like it's a thin tree. So I guess the Sasquatch had no problems with us seeing it. Right? Uh, so we're like, all right, hold on. Something's up. This ain't this ain't right. This ain't right. Uh, not really too scared at the moment. But we get up and we go back. Like, all right, we'll go back. But unknowing to us, that ravine right there, you come up the hill, then it went downhill again, then it went uphill, and then it went back down. And it was only like 50 yards from our camp. Like, when we walked that circle... And then up the hill and on that other circle, we were pretty much right there at our camp. We just, we didn't know the lay of the land yet. Uh, so it's always important that when you're researching, you actually know the terrain. You know, uh, go there a few weeks before and learn it. Walk around, get off the trails, find out what them dip, where the dips are and stuff like that. But we had no idea. So we go back and we're at camp and we think now we're like two miles from this spot. You know, we're a ways away because that's what it felt like. We just had to walk this whole, which it was probably a mile walk back. Um, we start hearing stuff and we're like, okay, and what is that? You know, and then we go and we we shine a light because we hear him like walking. We shine a light. I remember we're shining the light and it stopped. The noise stopped. And then I'd let it back down, turn around, and then it would start again. And then I would shine the light and there'd be nothing there. So it's like getting unnerving. And at one point it was like, just stop. You know, I'm like saying this to the woods, just stop. Go away. We'll be gone tomorrow. Right. Uh, and then we're just like, dude, there ain't no way. We're psyching ourselves out. Quit being stupid. You know what I mean? Like, damn, we, you know, we're, we're too stoned or whatever. We're making jokes. So I remember hearing it again, and I shined the spotlight, and I was like, I'm just going to wait you out. Right? And I'm holding this light. And this is when I really actually got worried. I'm holding this light on this tree. And I'm holding this light for like eight to 10 minutes. It was a long time, right? Like I was switching fingers and switching hands because of holding the light. And then I finally turned it off. I'm like, fucking crazy. There's nothing there. You're probably hearing an armadillo or something. And I swear to you, no sooner than I got back to my seat by the fire, it started walking again. And then that son of my, all right, hey, this thing is actually waiting me out. Most shit won't do that. Not, I, I know of nothing in the forest that will do that. Um, and so 
then it stops. It's like there becomes a time. I don't know what happened, but it's almost like we forgot what was going on. We were able to get into conversation. Uh, and we were playing some Native American music. We're making jokes. Like we played some Radiohead and we're like, fuck, Bigfoot's going to go kill himself. This stuff's depressing. <laughs> so uh, we uh, we had lost our train of thought, you know, and, and it got away and it was good. And then you just hear this like deep breathing. Almost like a snoring. And we turn and then like right there at the edge of the firelight. There it is. Right. So he just walks off. It turns and walks off and continues to do its stuff. It's walking around, you know. After that point, everything in the woods was a Bigfoot. Every noise we were hearing was a Bigfoot. It probably wasn't, but, you know. But yeah, after you saw, after you laid eyes on it, now now everything you hear, oh, shit, there's one. Oh, shit. Yeah, everything is, oh, my God. So we go to sleep. Uh, we had two tents all right we slept in one so that's where we were at okay uh it matt had like drank himself stupid after this point right because matt always like i have a few beers it's nothing this was an everyday thing you know what i'm saying bass player they have low self-esteem i guess i don't know <laughs> hey, hey, i've seen hey, your bass today yeah, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say man what the hell dude <laughs> hey, no. hey hating on the bass players no it's all good <laughs> no i'm just messing with you uh i've played bass in a few bands myself um but you know he uh he did he did drink every day so uh he went and drank a lot after that this was terrifying you know, and everybody likes to discredit it. It's like, oh, well, y'all guys were out there drinking. I, I ain't never gotten drunk and seen something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, alcohol, alcohol is not a hallucinogenic. Right, you know, uh, and I wasn't drunk anyways. I fell asleep sitting up on the cooler, right? Because I'm just trying to hold my eyes up because I'm like, fuck, I'm staying up all night. I ain't going to sleep in this thing. So when I finally get in the tent, um... Uh, we lay down to sleep. Couldn't have been four, four thirty in the morning. Um, maybe later than that. I don't know, right? And, and another thing I left out is like the whole time this is going on, I have a Ruger Red Hawk forty four Magnum. For people who doesn't or don't know about that gun, this is like Hellboy's pistol, and it's chrome, and it's badass it's got this badass uh like wooden grip to it like i loved this gun you could beat somebody to death with it if you run out of you know ammunition i'm not lying to you the gun was like this and like there at the you know where the uh rounds are capped and your trigger is was like probably three four inches thick this was a big gun you couldn't conceal it uh so i just put it on my hip we'll walk around the woods with it i had that there I had that in my hand. If this is somebody messing with us, uh, you know, let's hope it's a Bigfoot and not that. Because that's an actual more scary thing. Like, humans are insane. 
and I don't want to deal with somebody. If they're still messing with me holding this pistol, which you can visibly see, uh, it's shining and all that. But so anyways, a sidetrack early morning, four or five o'clock. I wake up to Matt screaming. When I wake up, the tent's like right here in front of my face and pops back up. Something has is pressing the top of the tent down. Right? And then runs off. Matt's like, all right, hey man, hell with this. I'm getting in the truck, bro. Uh he's like, come on. You know, he had this Ford Escape. Uh like khaki colored Ford Escape. Weird color for a dude. But uh anyways. <laughs> I was uh I said no. I don't want to wake up and this fucking thing is staring at me through the glass that close. No, I'm good. Like I I would probably pass out. But yeah, I don't that first encounter that you'll have, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, it was I was calm, everything was good." I don't believe you. Like I don't you're in the damn enclosure at this point. Like if it, unless you're so stupid or oblivious, I guess I should say not stupid. That's rude. Uh, but if you're oblivious to how much of a dangerous situation you're in, these things look like apes. I don't believe they are, but they look like apes. You're in the gorilla enclosure, bro. The eight foot tall gorilla enclosure that just walked up here. For all the noise it was making at the base of that hill, this damn thing just walked up here and we didn't hear it. That's a true story. If that doesn't sink in for you at that in that moment, you're lying or like, bro, <laughs> you need to reassess this world you live in because it ain't like whatever the hell you think it is. Maybe it is. Maybe I've just had shit experiences my whole life. Uh, but like, what's the danger of falling down into the gorilla enclosure? And they'll rip you to pieces if they want to. We're in the enclosure right now. And I don't know why I didn't want to get in the truck, but I felt better not seeing it. You know how terrified I'd have been if somehow that screen, the, the rain fly wasn't on and I could look up through that screen and see that thing. I can't stress that enough to people. And at the same time, it's like an adrenaline dump. That's highly addicting. Like, I was uh, a wrestler, you know. I love the box. Like, contact sports. It's like that. And that that's addicting. Yeah, just I just went skydiving on Sunday, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> right. You're, like, scared shitless the whole time. But then... It, then you'll find some like little piece in it all. And whether that's the time when you're remembering it, or maybe if you, you like now I can in the moment, I can find peace in it. Like I can fist fight you right now and I'm not going to get pissed, but I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to smile. You're going to think this dude's fucking insane, but it's like, Hey, this is something I really enjoy. I love this moment. I've got my adrenaline flowing. I can really take everything in. I'm at a heightened sense right now. And, and that when you have your first encounter, it depends on the person you are, I guess. But to me, it made me obsessed. You know what I'm saying? I wanted that again. 
Like that thing you had when you went skydiving, I hope you got the chance to be calm enough to look around and enjoy it and not just absolutely terrified. But because everything looks better, you smell everything. It's like when your adrenaline is just racing through your, you know, your stuff, you're the most heightened you'll ever be. It's like time slows down, bro. And so, you know, that's uh, that moment for me was a go. Stacy, you can do this. You can prove this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were within 15 yards of this thing. You know, because I was scared as hell in the moment. But damn it, I don't want to do it again. You know? Yeah, man. Oh, wow. What a story. Um, yeah, the part, you know, that part where you're talking about it's making all this noise at the bottom of the hill. And then next thing you know, it's right next to you. And you guys didn't even hear this thing. So and it's fall, dude. It's fall. There are leaves all over the ground. I don't understand it. Right. It makes you start asking. I mean, what are what are we really dealing with here? Well, at the time, I wasn't in that camp. I thought what I was dealing with was a flesh and blood creature. I am no longer in that camp. Right. And I did. I did want to get into that that side of it. You know, um, there is people who, yeah, they, they do believe this is a flesh and blood type of ape that's in the woods. But I mean, a lot of evidence pointing towards it's something a little bit beyond that. Um, we have UFO sightings after seeing them. We have uh, telepathy happening out in the woods. You know, we have portals opening, all kinds of weird shit associated with these creatures, man. And it's, yeah, it makes you question, I mean, is it flesh and blood? So you so you are not in that camp anymore. You think it's something beyond what we can comprehend. Well, so, okay, uh, I think it's flesh and blood, yes. It leaves tracks. I've collected hair that's come back unknown. Uh it is flesh and blood, but I don't think it's from this realm, uh, dimension, whatever you want to call it. I think it's coming and going through something else. The Native Americans a lot of times would talk about when the Sasquatch would travel, they would travel as these balls of light. That's why you have this, these, it just stops. The tracks just stop all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Uh, the tracks never just stop. If they just stop, somebody got in the car and drove off. You know what I'm saying? There's always something else. You don't not leave a sign. And for it to just stop, that's that's so puzzling. And that's a piece of the the pie that's never tasted. People, they've tasted it and they're like, ah, it doesn't sound like what I'm trying to push to the world. And that's stupid. Like, honestly, guys, the Bigfoot community... Half of it doesn't look at the other half of the reports because it doesn't fit their narrative, and that should not be the case at all. Like We're never going to get anywhere. I'm so hoping this younger generation of squatchers is going to be drastically different than what's in there now. The older gentlemen, you know what I mean? The guys, the Meldrums, the, all that. That's the old school, bro. The old school's had the time. It's been 60 years. Nothing's happened. We know nothing more than we did 60 years ago. And that's that's not right. And so you have to think about it. If this was just a primate, are there not hunters that are good enough who would have this in a zoo? 
But tell you what, there are hunters right now on this planet, and I know a few of them, that will tag any animal they want. You go out there and you find a fox, and you mark a, make a little mark on his ass. And then tell that guy to go out there and get that fox with a mark on his ass. He'll tell you when he's going to bring it back to you. You know what I'm saying? This would be in a zoo right now if it was just a normal animal. If it was closer to humans, that does not help it at all. It does not help you with being absolutely unavoidable. They will catch you eventually. CIA and the FBI do it all the time. You know what I mean? It, it's There's bounty hunters and like there's people that are really good at this stuff. They would have done this by now. Um, and, you know, and then you have sightings of like dogmen. Is dogman a flesh and blood thing too? You know, because I have a hard time believing that because we have no evidence ever at any time of some man-like dog creature. No kind of fossil record. Like with Bigfoot, I think what clouds that is that we have chimps and we have gorillas and we have ourselves. And we know these things exist. We have other types of humans that we found fossils of before. Uh, so Sasquatch can actually be of this world as we understand it, you know what I mean? Just a normal animal in the food chain. Possibly we evolved down from it. But Dogman has no place there. Yet and still, I've talked to people who I 110% believe they saw what they said they saw. And that makes no sense. So if, if there's actually like a Dogman type thing, then I believe it would have to be coming from somewhere else. Uh, most scientists now will agree on the fact that if indeed aliens are visiting here, they're not coming from a hundred light years away. They're coming through some portal and, and entering the planet. They're coming from another dimension. Why couldn't these things do that as well? You know, so. Right. These things aren't coming from outer space. They're coming from other space, other, right. other spaces in this world that are unknown to us these things can manipulate space and time in a way that we can't or don't fully understand yet um that's what we're looking for here man just answers you know there's the possibilities are endless we we really have no idea um how this world even works i mean these things you know these I'm I'm with that too i used to be like wow yeah they're so advanced that they're coming from light years away but I don't I didn't know no better. Right, right. Now I'm a, thinking a lot different. Like these, these things can probably blip in between the spaces that we don't even know exist. You know, um, they've been around a lot longer than us. Maybe created us. They, you know, it's well. There's there's too many coincidences. Okay, so there's a movie me and my girlfriend watched last night. And re oh. real quick before you say it, I'm, I'm talking like alien beings, not the Sasquatch creating us. But oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Uh, we watched a movie last night, The Sleepless Unrest, right? It's about the Conjuring House, okay? Up in Rhode Island, yeah. Uh, yeah, up in Rhode Island. And these guys are investigating, and they're getting knocks out in the woods. Doesn't even fathom to them that it's a bigfoot right they are oh and they're talking they're like okay i'm gonna knock once will you knock twice 
one time. Bop, bop. You know what I mean? It's like replying to them. They're thinking they're talking to some kind of spirit. The Conjuring House, I know the owner. He tells me that he shows me video of UFOs over the property. There's been like eight Bigfoot sightings there. This film has a report. They don't even realize they're talking. They're seeing these lights up in the trees and stuff. And then they're getting the knocks. They're not even putting that. They're so focused on the ghosts. And that's another problem with everything. All of this shit is connected. It's where you have high concentrations of Bigfoot encounters, like the Bridgewater Triangle. You also have high concentrations of ghosts. You also have high concentrations of aliens and all kinds of other shit. Little people, dogmen, you know, the pterodactyl things uh, that are flying around. Like th Thunderbirds. Yeah, Thunderbirds. And, uh, you know, I think, I think it's all connected. I think all of that in some way or another is when we find out when we understand this reality better in a hundred years, because we only perceive like 3%, right? So there's 97% out here just going on that we, we just can't fathom. These things could be amongst us right now. And for, for whatever reason, we can't perceive them, right? They just may be in a different form that our eyes don't register or whatever. I think in a hundred years, it won't be such a big deal. It'd just be the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, portals and other stuff like that like sounds like science fiction now you know but give it some time we'll understand science better or the science will have adapted i guess to what it, you know to what we figure out then because right now and that's your problem with your scientists they'll tell you oh well no nah, it can't happen it can't happen yet because you don't you don't understand it yet you will you know, give it some time because you back up a hundred years ago. We don't know the things we know now would have, you know, they would be considered sorcery. Right. So give it a hundred years and this whole UFO, ghosts, Bigfoot thing, otherworldly creatures uh, may all be figured out. So I'm going to have to download my thoughts into like a bot or something of Elon Musk so I can be here for that. Yeah, they're doing it. They're they're doing it. Uh, yeah, it's so fucked. Really fucked up, man. You know, it's it's so weird. Um, yeah, that's a lot of these scientists, and like they just don't want to hear it. I mean, they're just regurgitating what they learned in school, and it's like, okay, so I have these crazy. I experiment a lot with different psychedelics, DMT, psilocybin, what have you. And I have these, I say, extreme entity encounters because I've had surgeries performed on me. I've had things placed into my chest, into my heart. I've had right. tools put in my mouth. And some of these experiences are indistinguishable from some of these alien abduction reports that you hear. And it's like, okay, so you're a scientist. You're going to tell me it's just my, my brain projecting it. But it wasn't you that had the experience. So right. how are you going to tell me, to me, I get this deep, deep sense of knowing this is not a hallucination. This is right. completely something else. 
Right. And the, the thing about that is, is they're just trying to relate it to something they understand right now. So it's like, okay, I love the thing with schizophrenic people. Like, because they see shit that we claim ain't there. Why do we claim that? Because we can't see it. And most of us can't see it. Who's to say that thing's not really sitting there talking to these people? It is to them. That is reality to them, bud. But you're telling me it's something wrong with the brain. Because that's all you can understand right now. Like in the Bible. They talk of chariots of fire. You know what I mean? These could have been alien ships. They had to relate it to something that they understood right then. They can't. But at the same time, they're not going to go do the DMT. They're not going to go do it themselves. They're going to let other people do it. And they might study that. They might study what them people tell them. You know, because these people just like, bro, I was in another world. I left my body. I know what I felt. And then you have some scientists. Well, actually, actually, it's just the brain releasing this chemical. If they were to do it the damn selves, they might look into it a little bit more. They might be a little bit more open-minded. You can't have 42 kids, I say kids, college kids, from a school doing ayahuasca in Peru, and they all talk to the same little troll things. Why did they all have the same trip? The trip should be personal to you. You can't tell me with some of the, all the reports, I guess, and, and just the way people are about this stuff, you can't tell me not, something's not going on. What aggravates me is that you won't look. But then we find out that they're looking into it. They're just blowing smoke up our ass. When was it that the uh, CIA was spending all that money on remote viewers? And yeah. telepathy project, and all that shit? Project Looking Glass. Right. And, and all these, the whole time though, oh, you're crazy, that's just the brain reacting like this way. Hey, they know all this shit. Right. And meanwhile, they, they owned Skinwalker Ranch at the same time. That was owned by the Pentagon, man. Right. So they're putting things in our water to stop our abilities, right? They're constantly running this misinformation campaign against everybody. Put you in this, oh, you've seen that? Oh, you've got to be crazy. I don't tell people because everybody's going to think you're crazy. We're living in a time now where everybody's waking up. And it's exciting because the truth will come out of this at some point. But it's just funny because they already know the truth. You know, for them to call, like they want to remove religion and all these things, there's a lot of symbolism in the way they build their buildings, in the locations they build their buildings. Like, look at the way that you know, look at how DC is actually set up. Look at that from a bird's eye view. Look at the symbols that are in that, in the in the way the original buildings were built there. The fucking obelisk that they have. Right, right, and it's just uh, all these old Masonic symbols and shit like that, you know. And it's got to mean something. Uh, it can't just be by chance. It can't just be like, oh, we're gonna put the. Uh... You okay? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah. Uh, but all these, all the symbolism in, uh, like the all seeing eye on the dollar, 
and all that shit. Dude, the signs are right under our nose. They know what's going on. Don't think they don't. And don't call me crazy for thinking that they do. <laughs> you know, because I, what the fuck is the point of a damn pyramid on the back of the dollar bill with the all-seeing eye on it? Please, somebody fucking explain that to me. Why would you put that there on the United States dollar bill? Why would you put that there? We ain't got no damn pyramids over here. Right, and a lot, most of the presidents were Freemasons. Right. You know, I'm not saying it's them that know everything, but definitely they know something. I mean, we have the black and white checkered floor within the Masonic temples going into the DMT realm. I see that all the time. I right. the the floor of the DMT realm very often black and white checkerboard you know masonic temples black and white checkerboard you go inside the these um these muslim temples have you seen these the artwork in there dude yeah. that it is like a DMT trip walking in there we have we have the indian temples that are modeled after vamanas these flying machines that were talked about in the vedic texts you know and these yeah, these people that are controlling us, they have all that information, and they know what's going on, man. I, I know it in my gut. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. If if there was nothing going on, the fucking propaganda wouldn't be necessary now, would it? You wouldn't have to have Alan Hynek going around lying to people about what they're seeing. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't have to come back and retract your statement and be like, oh, hey, it wasn't an alien ship. That was a weather balloon. You seen the crater? I've been, I've stood in it. The bitch is huge. It ain't caused by no weather balloon, bro. The one out in Roswell? Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, your propaganda sending men in black suits to people's house to tell them to shut the hell up. All that wouldn't be necessary. That stuff happens at Bigfoot encounters, man. Like That wouldn't be necessary if there wasn't something to it. Because who gives a shit? Let this crazy man go tell this crazy-ass story. Right? Like, do you know how it is to tell somebody you just seen some otherworldly shit? You know they're not going to believe you. You don't even want to talk about it. I talk about it. I've talked about it. Now people ask me about this stuff. But there was a time where it's like, yeah, I'm not too open about this stuff. But you you experience stuff, and then what's the need? If they have this story that's just out of this world, I've seen some little people, or the ship landed, and it mutilated my cow. And I promise you it was aliens from another world. You know what that sounds like? Why would you need to send somebody in suits to their house to shut them the hell up? They know what's going on. They've known all along. They probably know this Earth's flat. <laughs> like, hey, my senses can't be wrong. All no. right. I, do you feel us moving at 66,000 miles an hour? I don't fucking think so. No, I don't. But you know what? I've been on that Gravitron at the fair. And when that motherfucker spun around... As fast as it was spinning, and it wasn't 66,000 miles an hour, you wasn't getting up and walking the fuck around. If we're spinning that much, you don't think, like, like, because how does gravity work? Is that not gravity on that? Because they were like, oh, this is the effects of extreme gravity. All right? 
<laughs> okay, so 66,000 miles an hour seems like that'd be some pretty fucking extreme gravity. What, shouldn't that hold the shit to the world? Because, hey, it holds the, it holds the water to the world. It, it's enough force to hold billions of gallons of water to the planet and to make it look flat. <laughs> but we can still stand up and jump and shit. And I don't know. It just maybe I'm not getting my point across well enough. Maybe I don't speak well enough about it. Uh, but it, it confuses me so much. Some of the shit that they tell us, it's like that's not true. You know, I like <laughs> I can tell it's not true. Quit fucking acting like I'm an asshole or something. Well, right, and you know, it's it is it is hard to speak on because we've been since we were born. This was beaten into our head to you know so we don't figure this out and so it's hard to speak about but we're figuring it out you know and that number is actually 66,600 miles an hour 666 kind of fucking oh, wow. weird kind of right. a weird number and that's the official you know it's just they put these signs and numbers and sim they know how this shit works and they know that numbers you know are have a big thing to do with They're the this. key to it right it's the key to all of it. Like the the fucking Great Pyramid, the 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 longitude and latitude for that shit is the speed of light. Get the right. fuck out of here! How'd they know that? You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, I can't deal with the shit most of the time. I have to not think about it because it absolutely just drives me insane, dude. But I, there is a flat Earth documentary coming from me. I'm gonna get me a NASA scientist. I already know one. And I'm going to get a flat earther, a, a, a straight up flat earther, and then we're going to do NASA's equations for curvature. Have you heard of David Weiss? No. Okay, well, uh, after this, you got to go check out my episode. I interviewed him. He was like the first like big episode that I did. He's a big leader in the flat earth movement with a phenomenal presentation. And if you go on YouTube and watch the video of our show, man, just the presentation is phenomenal. And he leaves you just jaw-dropped jaw because it's like all the facts he's presenting are... You know, I mean, the only reason we believe any of this shit is because they told us in school and you look at you look at who created NASA, dude, not people we should be trusting. Hell no. You had you had Nazis and then Unit 731 from Japan. The fuck do you want? Why didn't you kill all these people? Like, I don't understand it, but instead we brought them over here to work. We won't kill you if you. Help us with our space program. Do you think we've been to the moon? Hell no, we ain't been to the moon. Why ain't we been back? You know what I'm saying? Like, you lost the film. All right. You all right, I'm done. You lost you lost the damn film where you filmed the moon landing. How did you lose it? <laughs> you don't fucking lose that. Like, I'm right. sure somebody still got Lincoln's clothes from when he had his brains blowed out. I've seen them in person, supposedly. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you lose something like that? We give y'all $360 billion every single year without fail. And you fucking lose the footage. Somebody should be be hung over that. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? The most important footage of all time. You fucking lost? Like, oh my God. 
Like we should be able to look at the little spots. It should have spots on it when they came through the radiation belt. But it doesn't. And they know where it's at. Because it's shit wasn't filmed in outer space. What was that? Maybe somebody can explain this to me. It's just something I don't know. I honestly don't. But I always thought, who the fuck filmed? Who filmed the ship going away? Like, did y'all have a camera that y'all just left on the moon? Can y'all go back up there and show me that camera still there? The fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all walking around in this place, kicking up dust, right? Ain't hardly no gravity. These motherfuckers can jump like three or four feet. They're just walking, ha, 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 And then there's no dust in the air. You clearly see them kick up dirt. The shit should go flying, bro. It weighs way less than Captain Dickhead over here who's jumping around. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not stupid. This ain't the 1960s no more, bro. Like, I understand how you're saying the gravity works up there. Then why is the sand just not everywhere? Why haven't y'all created a dust cloud when you landed that took six weeks to go away? But instead, y'all crawled y'all's happy asses right out the thing. No visual problems. Also, no stars. I don't remember seeing no stars. Do you see stars? I don't think so. That's the next thing I was gonna say too. You know, you the the pictures from Earth, we can see the entire Milky Way, but you have pictures from the Moon supposedly, and it's black in the background. That would be three thousand times brighter if you were on the Moon because you're right. whatever fucking hundreds of thousands more miles closer to all that shit. There's no way it would be just pitch black. There's no fucking way. Uh, no, and then you've got another thing I don't understand. Our atmosphere, so they say, protects us from the sun's harmful rays. And that's why we don't need to put holes in the ozone, right? Unlike them who actually put holes in the fucking ozone, but we'll get on that another time. Uh, But, okay, so you're outside of that atmosphere, and you're on the fucking moon. It's got to be hot as hell, dude. How good are y'all suits? Like apparently that's radiation that's coming through. It's not it's not just like heat. Oh, the oven's hot. No, that's like harmful radioactive waves waves coming your ass. And you're in a Red Bull can. Right? Like have you seen the capsule? You could if you hit it with a sledgehammer, I'm pretty sure you can knock a fucking hole in it. You know, and they flew this through the Van Allen radiation belt, which, guess what, guys? We lost the technology to be able to get through that thing. Damnedest thing. It's probably sitting right there beside the footage. <laughs> this is coming from NASA. This is not a joke. I'm not, I'm not up here bullshitting anybody. I'm, I'm telling you facts, things that I know that just absolutely don't make any fucking sense. And why can't I get people on board? I'm not legally going to be able to get high enough to tell you that this planet's flat. But I believe if we can test every single NASA equation for curvature there is, then there's no need to. You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, homie, your curvature's wrong. And you're fucking from NASA? You're supposed to be smart. They'll punch you right in the face, you lying, you know. <laughs> they, they piss me off, bro. Like, I mean, I can't deal with them because it's, I feel, it's a, it's a big conspiracy. They get $360 billion a year 
You cannot go back to the moon. You haven't terraformed it. Yeah, you don't have us a place to get off this planet in case Putin decides to fucking nuke most of the world. What is wrong with y'all? What are you spending $360 billion on? It damn sure ain't doing nothing that I know of. And then every single time you see the, the spaceship take off, it's just heads out. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it in person. I I worked on it the blue. Just, I worked out at Cape Canaveral on the Blue Origin shuttle project, and every it just sing- heads out, bro. Right, every single shuttle I watched, ju- it just heads out, and then people are like, "Well, that's not really why it, cur- dude. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't yeah, know. you have no idea. You're just spouting shit that somebody told you. That's the problem. Right. Not one person on this fucking planet can tell me that this planet is is uh, round, because we ain't been to space to see it, brother. We've been to low Earth orbit, so they say. I can get with that. The International Space Station's not actually in space. It's in low Earth orbit, just like all the satellites and everything else. Not been to space. There's some reason we have the uh, the HARP project just blowing radioactive waves into space. What are those things they call it? What is it, HARP? Is that yeah. what they're doing with that? Yeah, it's a HARP. It's up in Alaska, and they're... Yep. The the chemtrails contain liquid barium and aluminum, and that they can steer the weather, and who knows what else they can do. Right, and so they're blowing radioact or radio waves into the atmosphere to open it, so that way it controls the weather. Yet we're to fucking blame for climate change. Maybe if you assholes weren't blowing holes in the ozone yourself. Who would have none of these problems? Probably don't have these problems to begin with. You know what I mean? You're just saying something to regulate us and to tax us because it's really funny that every time we have a climate change issue debate, the only solution is more taxes. I need to pay more taxes. Would you just fucking ask for them and quit lying to me? You know? it. it the whole thing stinks. And you, you see these people nowadays who just buy into everything the government tells you and that's really bothersome. The government was not put there to trust. That's why we have the Constitution. And at what point were we like, oh yeah, hey, they really got our best interest in mind. They don't, man. I, I don't know what I have. I don't know how many times I have to cite different experiments that they've put on this on American citizens themselves. You know what I mean? But for some reason, everybody's just like, "Oh well, that's what they say. That's what NASA tells us. That's what the U.S. government tells us, bro." If there was, if we ever actually got to the moon, somebody would have exploited that shit by now. Think about it. There's a beautiful state park somewhere, some beautiful land. What the fuck, the humans do. They exploit that shit. We ain't exploited the moon yet. And so therefore, I have a hard time believing we ever went. And then why didn't we go back? Why did we stop going? When did it? y'all decide, oh, okay, hey, this fucking white and black station wagon that we've been riding to space in. Looks like a big station wagon with like two stupid ass wings. <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it, man. I, I just, I'm rambling. It, it, it severely bothers me, though. No, I love it, man. I mean, rambling is uh, 
promoted here on a cult 45 dude i mean we, <laughs> right just see see where it goes and you know flat earth that's one thing i was uh, when i was first getting into a lot of more deeper conspiracy you know how this world works that was one thing i was like yeah but that can't be and then i started really looking into it and using my own senses and dude there ain't no fucking way we're on a globe i'm sorry there's no fucking way uh i mean <laughs> there's just no way and uh a lot of people say yeah but do you know how many people would have to be in on it not as many as you think hell no they compartmentalize everything the left hand never knows what the right hand's doing. It wouldn't be hard at all. Just blow the brains out of the people that find out. No problem. The government does that. Are we going to argue that fact? No, JFK. I mean, oh most- <laughs> yeah, like get out, get out of here, Marilyn Monroe. All these people that you know mysteriously died when they found something out. Epstein, he hung himself, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Right. But yeah, that's uh, you know because I ponder, and I, I really, as a filmmaker, I want to do that. I want to go to the ice wall. Um, you know, I want to explore what this planet has to offer. Um, I'm more, I'm really interested in like occult stuff. Um, Alistair Crowley's a big interest of mine. Uh, got a buddy of mine, uh, Ken Allen. Uh, he has a podcast, uh, the Wizard's Table, I think, but he's he's teaching me magic and and occult stuff like that. Uh, and I just because, like, listen, I'm, I'm, maybe it's just because I'm jaded on uh, authority figures at this point in my life. Uh, but I really don't believe anything the government tells me, uh, the church especially. Uh, the church, I'm not, I'm not buying. Uh, it's not that I don't think the Bible is what it is, you know, is, is the truth. I, I do believe, have a strong belief that Jesus is who people say he was. You know what I mean? Uh, I just, like I said with ancient aliens earlier, I don't think heaven may be how they put it to you. I think that maybe that's just the way they can convey it. I think when you're uh, doing DMT ayahuasca other things of that nature that you might actually be traveling to where you go next that's that's what i think too and you know um when i was in mexico and i had my ibogaine experience and under the influence of dmt as well um i've interacted with uh three different uh deceased relatives you know so what the fuck is that and i'm not the only one having this experience guys it's people all around the world it's and they don't want people to do it like dmt doesn't fuck you up not at all you're back to normal completely within 20 minutes yeah and our body already produces it you know that's why we can have lucid dreams and things like that uh but the government puts fluoride in our water so that we don't that should tell you something right like i mean right do, what do we really need the fluoride for? Because oh, you're bottling be up that spring water, you know. Uh, it just—I think that's the 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 real secrets to all of it. Because I'm gonna tell you another thing, another sense that I have is I don't feel that my thoughts are stuck to this body. I do not. 
I don't when this whatever thing I'm in right now, it's meat suit. When that's done, broke and done with, I don't think that I won't continue to think. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't, but I don't feel like I'm stuck to this body. I feel like I can leave it. You know, and it's funny because all this started out with Bigfoot for me. Then the orbs came in and then everything else came in. And then when I got into the paranormal, I started seeing a lot of similarities. And now I just want to, now it's more of a, what is this reality? What do, what are we experiencing? Is this a matrix? I can get on board with that. Maybe this is a simulation. Uh, but maybe this is exactly what the Bible says it is. And we will go to a different dimension after after it's all said and done. Maybe we go to the dimension where these things are coming from. Now, who's to say it's not? Uh, but that's where I'm at now. And that's why I'm rambling on all this all this shit, because I believe it's all connected, you know? Maybe maybe each and each and every one of us are one of those things in this body. And we just don't know it, you know. Maybe right. somehow we're put into this body by if maybe that's by choice. Maybe that's for some a reason unknown, you know. Maybe when we go there, that that is our home, you know. Right. And because uh, when you look at like there's, uh, with symbolism and stuff like the pine cone, if you look at the top of the pine cone and the shape and the pattern that it is, okay. And then you look at like a galaxy and you'll see the same pattern. And then you, you like cymatics. So like noise makes patterns and like frequencies make patterns. So you can like blow frequencies into water or into sand and it'll make these same shapes. You know what I'm saying? And like shapes we see in nature, you look at, you, you look at the palm of your hand and then you look at like a leaf and how, these little lines right here are also in the leaves and shit, you know, and it's, I guess you have to be on a different level of like seeing life. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but an awakening some point happens for me at least, you know, and, and now it's like, you can, you can see nature and you can feel, and you can see it's all symbiotic and it all lives in all everything you know, is just as important as the next thing because we're all part of whatever the hell this is. But I think people have such a bland look on it because, like, when I was a kid, I never really, like, sit back and just be amazed by everything. I was just like, uh, we got to walk out here. It's hot. I got to get back in my house. You know what I mean? And you didn't and never take the time to actually appreciate what this thing is we live in here because it's wonderful. Some weird shit goes on in it. And if you open your mind up to it, and if you open yourself to these experiences, they will happen to you. They've happened to me. And, you know, I can't... Maybe they won't happen to you, but fucking try it, man. So I'm not the only person that has all this weird-ass shit and these weird-ass experiences. And it can happen for every single person out there. You just open yourself, immerse yourself in it. Shed these comforts of the the creature comforts that we've created for ourselves shed this like structure you know that that humans for whatever reason like we basically created time nothing else in the woods really understands it they understand they get hungry they don't know it's when the magnetic pull from the or the gravitational pull from the moon 
on the planet actually controls the tides and how everything's eaten and stuff like that. They, they live more in tune with how this whole universe is and how this whole planet's supposed to be. We've, we've created other things that we see and we impulse buy and impulse eat and all these things that are not healthy for us. You have to shed that shit and become a part of that 97%. That's the quest I'm on now. Right? I know that sounds insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on it with you, brother. I'm, I'm I know right you there. are. That's why I was so excited about doing this podcast because I knew I could fucking talk about... I could actually be me and not have to just talk about Bigfoot. Yeah, man. And it's funny, too, how you were saying, like, yeah, uh, like, it starts with Bigfoot and then you get involved with all these other aspects of this whole thing and it's like even this conversation now look where we're at it started with the skunk ape now we're talking about dmt fucking mantis beings doing psychic surgery on me like right (laughs) exactly man so yeah that's it's it's amazing i really appreciate you letting me have this conversation with you because like i don't I fucking talk to my girlfriend about this shit, and I know she gets aggravated about it at some point. She doesn't. She really sits there and listens, but at times when I'll hear myself talking, I'm like, ah, damn, bro. (laughs) You know? But it's cool to have somebody else who's, like, on that that level and understands it like that. That's why, like, Connor. like I mean, Connor's wound tighter than me, which is odd. (laughs) <laughs> to say the least, because I'm wound tight, bro. Uh, but it's just great energy, and he and he he's so open to everything. And Connor will have a very blessed life in that way. I hate using that term, but it's very important in this context because he will experience more of this realm, more of this reality. Because this reality here, for what it is, I mean, I know I believe we're going to leave and go somewhere else, but. This right here, this is very important, and this is very unique. And I think people just get caught up in the fucking mix of it, and they don't think about shit. But, like, you're on this path. You know what I'm saying? And and that's... I wish everybody would get on this path. This world would be a lot better place. You know, we could still have all this technology and everything, but when, when, you, when you realize there's more to this, and that little minute bullshit that you're jumping down somebody's throat or demeaning somebody... There's cause and effect, bro. Words are frequencies. They, they they mean shit. They do certain things. Yeah, wor- words are spells. Why do you think it's called spelling? Right. Exactly. <laughs> they don't and, call they and, don't call that for no reason. Yeah, and you and you can make somebody feel a certain way with that. You know, with words. And ruin somebody's whole fucking life. And you and, can you can end somebody's life. Yeah, you sure can. And that's I just wish people could get out and I hate to be one of these like 70s hippies. Oh, it's all peace. I'm just telling you to open your mind because if you get on this level, then the peace comes. You you can be more because I'm not who I used to be at back in the day. Fucking drop the hat, bro. Ready to throw down. Like for nothing. I've started fights before just because I wanted to fight. And uh, angry all the time my family, you know, with, with my friends, things I've said to people that I'll always regret. You know what I mean? But I've gotten older and in a way, Bigfoot saved my life, right? The way I see it. Uh, Bigfoot helped me beat addiction. Bigfoot helped me beat drinking. Things that like, cause when I get drunk, I am a completely different person. 
like the gator comes out. You remember old? Uh, what was it called? Uh, was it? It's not old school. What is it? Uh, Frank the Mark, Tank. Frank the Tank, but like Mark Wahlberg, he's in this movie. The other guys, oh, him yeah. and Will Ferrell, and it's like Gator don't play no shit. Gator come out when I got drunk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and, and it wasn't. It's, you know, it's hard to beat that. And then you have this encounter with Bigfoot. And it's almost like it was meant to be because when I was a kid, I was interested in Bigfoot. My dad would make me like little Bigfoot shirts because they didn't sell the shit here in Florida. So he'd like make these little Bigfoot shirts and I'd wear them and I get picked on and shit. And I got buddies I hunted Bigfoot with when we were like six and seven. And then I got caught up in the flow of things. And just like they want you to funnel you right into the structure, herd, herd, uh, you know, not immunity, but herd mentality. They get you into the herd. And I get into one of the worser parts of my life where I'm tweaked out. You know what I mean? Like, I had a bad cocaine problem. I, I, I did cocaine all the time. It, it ruined a lot of things in my life, right? Drinking and the coke and, and all that. And, and then I see a Bigfoot, and it's almost like, I mean, the way I honestly look at it, like, yeah, I'm telling you first I ever told anybody this shit. I ain't never said this on the podcast, but, like, I think it was a, a sign from God to change my life because I've been sober seven years. I've drank a few times, but not never to get drunk. And I'm talking about, like, I used to drink every single day. And I seen a Bigfoot, and it gave me purpose in my life for once. My fucking kids didn't give me purpose. I had my head up my ass. I missed a lot of times with my children because I was a fucking tweaker. You know, and that's it's not something I'm proud of. But I'm really glad I got the Bigfoot experience. I'm really glad it opened me up because it, it changed me. Man. It really did. It was it's a terrifying moment. But at the end of the day, it's a, it was a beautiful moment because what it did for the trajectory of my life you know what I'm saying? It was almost, and like everything that came after that, you know, like the TV shows and the, the money from the spike thing. And then like, I'm on a movie with Tom Green and like Les Stroud. You know what I mean? It was just like fucking, I didn't try for it. It right. just happened. Right. You know, my, my first YouTube video had six views. One of them was a producer from the Howard Stern show. For the fucking chances, dude. Right? And and so I really feel like it was a sign from from God, you know, giving me something to straighten my life up with. You know, now I've, I've, I'm like this goofy vessel that's trying to tell, hey, God has more creatures out here than what they're telling you about. God's made wonderful things. Whatever God may be. I don't know what God is. There's something there that moved me through that time in my life. And I'm thankful for it, you know, every single day. And I hope one day I can, because I go to conferences, and the only thing that bothers me about these conferences, we're, how many thousand people you think were in there, in that room? It's a lot. A lot. A lot of people, man. Right. And so uh, I'm going to this other one. There's going to be like 20,000 people there, right? And speaking of that, but I'm talking about a Bigfoot, right? 
I want to talk to somebody who's struggling with the problems that I had, that I went through. You know what I'm saying? So at one point, I really, in the future, I hope that's where I'm at. I can speak to somebody about addiction. If I only help one guy and his little boy now has his father back in his life. You know what I'm saying? And fuck, hey, dude, all the bullshit that I've done, I think think I'd be forgiven for that because I hold a real... That's a bad shit. I hold a real thing over my head. You know, that's that's a weight I carry. And I hope one day that I can help somebody else out. They don't have to believe in Bigfoot or none of this shit. But they can beat whatever their problems are because I beat it. You know what I mean? And I got tweaked more than anybody tweaked. Or I tweaked to the best of them, I guess. That's what I should say. <laughs> so... But yeah, so enough on the heavy shit. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's really how it happened. That's really how I feel about it. For sure, man. I everything you just said, I resonate with that a lot. You know, uh, big reason, a big part of why I started this podcast, man. You know, I was a IV fentanyl slash heroin user, and I went to Mexico. I had the ibogaine and five meo DMT, which is the smoked venom of the Sonoran Desert toad. And God. that that lets you die, go to a different place, get re- energetically reset, and then you're reborn. That's the only right. way to describe it. And ever since then, my life has changed so much. And that was three years ago. Next weekend will be three years. Good for you, bro. So it's, uh, yeah, man. It's I've been reset by the other side, and I'm so grateful for it. And everything you just said there, I resonate with that a lot because I struggled with that. And since then, man, I haven't even thought about going back once, man, because this... People, people don't know what addiction's like. Like, right. it's a fucking demon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can feel that shit looking at you, dude. Like, I still sometimes they feel like shit's watching me because of that. Because, like, you would have all these thoughts when you're fucked up. And you're tweaking or whatever because you're running from something and it's like demons pushing you in that way and and that you know to get like you see with the native americans they had a rite of passage that they went through in some way or another there was some trial you know what i'm saying like they had to go off into the hills and kill a bear with this weapon here or something like that they had some rite of passage we don't have that shit no more but it's very important to what's supposed to be and what this is. And I feel as a person, as every single individual, you have to look, be able to look inside yourself and look at all the ugliness and know who you are, know where your faults are, know the terrible things that you've done and that you will do to somebody, but then know the beautiful parts of it as well and accept all of it. And then you can begin you know what I'm saying? To to then now experience. You have to reset yourself. You know, you have to shed this shit. All this shit burned down tomorrow, I wouldn't give a damn. As long as I have my people with me. You know what I'm saying? Because life's beautiful no matter what the case is. So, that's enough of my preaching. For sure, man. Wow, wow. Uh... I know we said we'd do an hour. We're we're over that already. Are you are you cool for another couple minutes? Yeah, yeah, we can get back on some of the questions. All right, no, it's this is amazing, dude. Um, 
So yeah, the I was gonna ask you about uh, Les Stroud. So you you've hung out with him before, huh? I talked to him today. Wow. So that that is Survivor Man. Everybody who doesn't know who Les Stroud is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a good friend, man. Uh, he's a really good person. Um, I'll always respect him. Uh, so we finished filming the pit. And we were friends at this point. We had done worked on another movie together. And then I wrote a movie and sent him the idea. I was like, hey, man, I, I kind of wrote this movie. Would you, in mind, you want to read over it? Would you think you'd be in Let me know if you'd be interested. And he read it. He's like, fuck yeah, I'd love to be in that. You know? And so we've been friends and we've never been Bigfooting together. We've always done other shit. <laughs> like we've never been to Bigfooting. Or never done big footing together, but we've done all kinds of things. You know what I mean? Uh, so, anyways, we finished filming on the pit, and he flew home. The next day, my father passed away. All right, but he got to hang out with my dad and really liked my dad, and he sent me a box, or he sent my dad a box with every single book he made, Every single film he's ever made from his first one to his last one. Every single thing, the whole Les Stroud deal. And he sent it to my dad. And he didn't know at that point my dad had passed away. Uh, But it just showed up. And it was like, damn, you sent that to my pops, man. You know, you you didn't have to do that. My dad didn't pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And it was, it was i'll always respect him for that because that kind of that made me cry that made me lose it but uh it was it was a sweet gesture you know what i mean and and that was like les comes to the house and we had him a, when we were filming we had him a camper like an rv to stay in and he's in there sleeping in the dog bed with my dog <laughs> that's the person he is you know what i'm saying so he's like you go have a beer with this dude and and just one of the guys. So, but it's surreal, man. You, 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 like my son had put on social media one time last, I guess it was the last time Les was at the house. My father passed away, but, uh, my son posted a picture of him. He's like, survivor man is literally sitting in my living room right now talking to my dad. (laughs) It was like, cause when my son got out of like the Barney phase, he was Survivor Man. A little four-year-old, three-year-old boy was Survivor Man, right? Like, I swear to God, I watched every single episode with him, like, twice, at least. You know, my son's out there building fires and stuff, wanting to be Survivor Man. And then fast forward 10 years, I'm fucking playing uh, Can't You See at some private event with Lester. I'm playing the drums, and he's up there playing the guitar. We're playing some old classic rock songs together you know what i mean it's just like amazing then then like i said it just happened right right just fell into these things so i don't know i don't know what to make of that that's another big this one like i don't know what to make of that yeah man that's not rich by no means (laughs) i'm not i still work i still struggle but in life experiences you know what I'm saying? Well, I guess and that's that, what it's about. Yeah, that's what really makes you rich, man, is those those type of experiences. 
That's that's amazing, dude. And yeah, I'm I'm getting that same feeling, like just like meeting you and hooking up with Connor and just all this stuff going on, the podcast. I just feel like something really, really awesome is gonna happen. You know, it, it's you know, and every every everybody's gonna find their awesome stuff. You know what I mean? They just have to be open to it coming. Like I, I got a story. I spent. It was. I think it was after the election. It was after Trump had been elected. But there's this guy named, I think his name is Vincent Price. Is that who I'm talking about? The old actor? You know who I'm talking about? Hold on. I just want to make sure I got his name. Uh, right. does sound familiar. Vincent Price. Oh, yeah, that's him. Vincent Leonard Price. Uh this old actor, you'd know him if you saw him, like early 30s, 40s films and stuff. Scary, like, uh, actor. Anyways, he has a lake house in Missouri. And I'm sitting, David Bowie had just died. I'm sitting on the back porch of his lake house with Les Stroud and Tom Green, and we're singing Countdown to Major Tom. We're all wasted-ass drunk. Uh, that was one of the few times I've been drunk since my Bigfoot encounter because I went in Rome. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, and I just remember looking and, and taking that moment in because that shit was cool as hell. Tom Green had his songs. Like, we had a whole big jam session. We uh, Tom Green wouldn't share a joint with anybody until he was like faded and then he didn't realize it anymore. But like, he had to have his own joint, he didn't want to okay. share. It was weird. We all had our own joints. <laughs> it was like, what, whatever. What 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 movie were you in with him again? Uh, interviewing monsters and Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah, uh, I play Tom Green's nemesis and Les Stroud's assistant. Mm, so no Tom shit. Green, the 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 premise of the story is Les Stroud's wife got killed by a Bigfoot, and he's seen it. He witnessed it. So he's now trying to prove it to the world. Well. Tom Green is a forest ranger and he knows Bigfoot is real. Uh, I think I can't, I don't know if I can tell that part, but anyways, he has a set of Bigfoot balls, like a Bigfoot ball sack and balls, right? <laughs> well, I steal it from him and I'm Les Stroud's assistant. I'm taking the balls back to Les, you know what I mean? Because Nat Geo has this $10 million reward out, right? So uh, it was it was, it was was like a cheesy comedy. Really fun to make. Really fun to make, man. Had an amazing time. So, so fucking cool, dude. So cool. <laughs> wow. I got to go. Me and my girlfriend got to go through the drive-thru with Tom Green at McDonald's. And he did his fucking daddy, would you like some sausage routine to the microphone? And that shit died laughing, bro. Top 10 things. He's like, I would like some sausage. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> it's the part where he comes in. On, uh, I think it's Freddy got fingered and he's like got the strings attached to his hands. And when he hits the keys, the sausages are going up and down. He's like, daddy, would you like some sausage? And he's playing the song. He did that shit at the drive through bro fucking amazing what the fuck dude that's fucking yes. wild <laughs> it was crazy dude 
That is but, uh, so fucking cool. Wow. But yeah, yeah. So that wow, was, uh, and then and then we were staying at this tiger sanctuary. So like there were two condos, and then like uh, a part a bunkhouse or something. I had a condo, and Tom Green had a condo. And to the left of the condo was this great valley. It's an amazing valley. Overlooked this winery and shit. Postcard, beautiful thing. The sunset would come right up on the house on the deck there, you know. And to this side is this huge-ass enclosure full of tigers and lions. And they're basically just free-range around that place. I mean... They're they're within their enclosure, but you know you can walk up within so many feet of it. You hear the tigers all night, and so it's pouring down rain when we get back from the shoot one night. And uh, production calls me up. They're like, "Hey, you got any food in your house?" I was like, "There's some granola bars and shit, but like none of the food. You know, it's like breakfast food and fruit and stuff." And they're like, oh, my God, Tom's got nothing in his. We forgot to put y'all groceries in there because, like, they have to have agreed agreed to foods in our place. Uh, so they're like, run, Tom, your food that you got. And I'm like, uh, all right. So it's pouring down rain. I run across the yard there, uh, and I'm knocking on his door. <laughs> and, like... I'm like, fuck, where's he at? You know, maybe don't hear me. So I'm banging harder. And then out the corner of my eye, I see this fucker peeking around the corner, right? He's like peeking. And I'm like, hey, man, it's me, bro. It's me. You know, I'm Stacy. I'm saying we just, you know, and uh, he comes to the door. He's like, Holy shit, dude, I thought this was some Jason type shit. Like, he was so scared. He thought, like, somebody was breaking into this house to murder him or something, man. Um, and then another Tom Green story, I was there when he fired his first gun. No shit. A, yeah, it was a prop gun. Because, like, in his contract, I guess he was no firearms allowed to be on set. But we had a gun that shot blanks. And me and him have a shootout at the beginning of that movie. Right, he's chasing me, and we're shooting guns back and forth at each other. And uh, he's like, "Man, I see why y'all like this so much now. It's really fun." And I was like, "Is that the first time you've ever shot a gun?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh my god, bro! Like you, fucking almost fifty, I guess, or in your fifties. How have you not shot a gun?" But crazy, dude. It's crazy. That yeah. is fucking wild, dude. That's so cool. Just getting to hang out with those guys. I mean. That's really yeah. cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check that movie out for sure. Yeah, it sucks. It's stupid. You might like it. I don't know. You know what I mean. I, so, I just want to I just want to see it and be like, yo, I fucking interviewed him. <laughs> I, I fucking know him, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Check it out. It's on Prime. Uh, I think you can rent it on there. Uh, it's on a bunch of platforms. They had some distribution deals in Walmart for a while and stuff like that. So. That's fucking awesome, man. Wow. Um, so, yeah, dude, uh, this tomorrow, actually, I'm heading up north. I'm going to be at Terea State Park. Right on. I'm leaving at 6 in the morning. I'm meeting Connor there at noon. And we're going hiking, possibly camping, and, uh, yeah, see what happens, man. But, yeah, I'm doing that tomorrow. So that would be – that's going to be epic. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. 
uh, it's going to pour down rain. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I, well, I for for Saturday, right? Uh, no, tomorrow's supposed to be really bad. Well, I'm bringing my rain gear, I guess. Like, hey, flood bad. Maybe okay. it won't be bad all day. Maybe it won't be bad. Okay, okay. That's just the Walcola County, but they, we're under a flood warning for the next day. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I, did, I did hear that, too. I, I did hear that. But, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, I'm excited about it. If, if we got to uh, stay out of the woods, that's no big deal. I just want to be up in that area and hang out with him. Oh, for sure, man. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I hope best for you, man. That's a beautiful area, even after the storm. So, uh, yeah, just good luck, man. That place, I haven't been back there since my dad passed away. I do plan on going soon just because I miss it. I want to go, you know, but it's a a real special place. And, like, before the storm, it was was, was just so beautiful, and it's, it's trashed now. But have you been to the Garden of Eden Trail? Not yet, but I would really, really Bro, like Bro, you're right there at it. Like, you're you're fucking five miles away from it at Terea. Have Connor take you over there, dude. Like, oh, yeah. once you're to that viewpoint, and, you know, you're walking through there and stuff, it's a really magical place, man. It like, you can feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we went for the first time, like, two weeks ago or a week ago or something like that, and it's gorgeous, gorgeous area. And like 27 out of the 28 trees mentioned in the Bible grow there or something like that? Yep. Yep. Wow. Uh, it's, yeah, it's really, really unique, man. Huh. And then, yeah, and then if you're with Connor, the fucking walking Wikipedia, yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? You'll have all the stories for it, bro. That'd be amazing. Like He's got to end up being a like a paranormal tour guide or some shit at one point, you know? He is next level, that's for sure. Yes, he is, man. Fun to hang out with. Yeah, man, definitely uh, looking forward to this weekend. Uh, man, Stacy Brown Jr., you fucking killed it. I really appreciate you being a guest on the Occult 45 podcast. Uh, tell everybody uh, where we can find you and what you're up to. Yeah, so uh, I've been working with this group, Outcast Paranormal. Uh you know, and we got our first film. Uh, well, I would say it was about to come out because we're like, we have it done. We're ready to release it. But then we, we, I don't know how we landed what we landed today. So it looks like it may be delayed a little bit longer, but we got like this manager of managers today. Uh, so I don't know when it's going to be released, but it's coming. Uh, Outcast Paranormal, you can find us on YouTube, you know. Um, and we're just really pushing the boundaries of the paranormal with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we're we open-minded to anything. Uh, we're going to try it all. We're, we're, we don't censor ourselves. Um, and because when you look at the whole paranormal paranormal field in general and that was the reason to form this group when you look at the paranormal realm the paranormal world there's nothing been figured out in 60 something years in none of it like we don't even know this is ghosts doing these things uh and we're willing to to do it we're willing to trip and see if we can have a heightened experience we're willing to do occult rituals where you know we're, we're willing to do every single thing that has to be done. And that's cool because at the same time we have fun, you know, we're like jackass. 
we're not going to doing stunts or nothing like that, but it's just like a group of friends, you know what I'm saying? They just do an investigation to find the truth. And we're trying to uh, outside of the box thinkers. Uh, so I think it's going to play over really well for a lot of people, you know, cause it's genuine and why didn't I think of that before uh, may come up into some of their heads, you know, cause like the film starts out with us catching a hog with our bare hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like intense and we're putting a collar on the hog because we're going to hunt Bigfoot off of wherever this hog is, oh, you know, if, if Bigfoot's following the prey. So we would need to know where the prey is so we could be there too. And then the end of the film ends with a mirror gazing experiment on psilocybin while there's an Aleister Crowley ritual going on downstairs in a haunted house. Uh, that also Bigfoot are on the property. So it's that's your end of the film. You know what I mean? So like Outcast is just basically there to do every single thing that everybody else don't do because if you watch these, these entertainment programs uh these ghost investigations are all doing the same shit nothing's ever figured out mm -hmm. we want to figure it out if hey if we're going to end up getting possessed by a demon well then hey we know it's real right yep. so we'll get out the water if it's too cold i promise <laughs> you know but uh that's it you know just the uh, outcast paranormal been so into that um we're, we're just, uh, right now, we're doing stuff around Florida. Um, we're going to Nebraska uh, to a native reservation here again at the end of the month. We have a YouTube series out right now, The Secrets of the Setonga. It was from our first trip up there. Uh, we're going to go back. And then we are going to the Conjuring House. Oh, shit. Yep. When... The owner there told me his wife saw a gray in the house. What the fuck? And we're going to do it outcast style. So everything's on the table. I know we have a Tesla coil for this uh, show, uh, you know, and we will have a bunch of occultists there as well. We've, we've been basically given permission because they don't let you do certain things there. The gloves are off dude epic <laughs> right what so, the fuck I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to ask uh I'm, I'm i'm gonna interview rpg next week actually are you really i am yeah ask him about it bro because i know he's he's from that area and never been and it's that property's special man like the owner believes it's something interdimensional you said so, eight eight sasquatch sightings there yeah, the, don't quote me on that number, but that's a roundabout figure. Okay. Um, and it's it's uh, there's a bunch of woods there. Uh, I've experienced stuff when I've been there, you know. And there's UFO videos from the property. Like you have all three sides. This is like a Skinwalker Ranch, but people only know this damn Hollywood movie, so that's all they think about. Right, like, what the fuck can I conjure there? Because I'm gonna find out. The gloves are off, bro. Dude, I cannot wait to hear what you guys get there. I wish I could be there. That would be fucking amazing. That I can't wait to hear the results. It's gonna be live, bro. It's gonna be it's gonna be something else. So uh, it, it was cool that because there's a transition of ownership going on there. 
and I think it's more of a way to uh, to let let us get one because the owner's going to be there with us doing the stuff. You know what I mean? Um, we're talking about possibly having a CE five. You know, having a bunch of people out there uh, focusing on one thing and hoping it comes out. And then you know we're going to be trying to bigfoot angle. We're gonna do we're going to do everything. We do so many experiments in that week. And then we'll be flying down to go to the Southwest Florida Bigfoot Conference. Uh, that's going to be as soon as we get done with that. We're going to come back to that. That one's in June, correct? Yep. That's right there in June uh, the 4th, I believe. And uh, okay. we'll be leaving there the 3rd and coming back down here for that. Uh, I'll be speaking at that. You know, if anybody's in Florida and wants to come to that and hang out, it's uh, going to be fun. You know, a lot of good uh i'm excited to hear dave Sheely, you know because his footage is what made me believe there was a bigfoot in florida when i was six i seen it on unsolved mysteries i was like this is amazing i didn't realize this shit could be out there in the garbage every time i would go to take the garbage out my ass was super tight yeah. <laughs> i was scared guys oh yeah so Wow, cool, cool. I believe I'm gonna be on the road for work at that at that time, but I might have to fly in for that motherfucker. Now it's gonna be fun, bro. It's gonna be yeah. fun. So. Wow, dude, cool. Well, dude, this has been a kick-ass conversation. You know, I I say this each time I do an episode, but dude, this has been the best one yet, man. I a hey, lot. And like, this has been my favorite podcast that I've done because you actually let me talk about me and not had not this all the the people obviously all these bigfoot shows i'm on they want to hear about bigfoot i get it you let me talk about the other shit that's real near and dear to me and hats off to you for that brother thank you dude i really appreciate that man that that's that's awesome uh so yeah man stacy brown jr thank you so much for coming on the occult 45 podcast um everybody this has been a crazy episode i hope you guys enjoy it and yeah man i'm sure we'll talk soon and uh hope to hang out one day yeah brother for sure man all right man well thanks we'll talk soon all right bro later on. Right, later brother